0: Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always, is Tyler. Man, Tyler, what a busy sports weekend. What a busy week. It's been crazy, but we are here with yet another episode, Tyler. We're going to talk about UK uh, basketball, some of the good, some of the bad, Shaden Sharp, Joby Hall. We're going to talk about meatloaf. No, not the food, the singer. And we're also going to talk about A crisis on a worldwide scale, and it's not the pandemic, Tyler. It's potatoes. Lots of stuff going on. What episode is this?
1: All right, Brandon, this is episode 80. I'm calling this the VH1 edition because one of the greatest television shows ever created was the great VH1
0: series, I Love the 80s. I know you watched every episode of it. I mean, you're crazy if you didn't. Because it spawned, I love the '70s, I love the '90s, I love the 2000s, and then they even had a spinoff of that where they liked the whole week. I love this
1: week. I like this week. They milked that for all it was worth. They did, and it was it was phenomenal. I, and I, I miss VH1. I, I I guess VH1 still exists, but it's never. I don't ever see anything on it. You know, they used to have the uh, the pop up video. Remember pop-up video? pop up video into
0: pop up video pop pop. pop.
1: Oh, man, that was great. I mean, VH1 had some good stuff going for a while. And now behind the
0: music? Oh, behind the music? music. Oh, dude. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Def Leppard, that was one of the best ones.
0: Oh, man, I love the Rick James ones. That was great. VH1, some great memories. I remember Suzanne Summer hosting some shows on there. They seemed to play Bananarama a lot on there when I was growing up for some reason. But that's neither here nor there, Tyler. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, we're both dads, Tyler. We're on time constraints. Uh, we're going to make this a very, I would say, efficient show, right? We're going to get down to the nuts and bolts, the nitty-gritty of this sucker. If that's okay with you, Tyler, again, it's, it's daddy time.
1: Okay, so no, no, no screwing around, you know, no, no nonsense, like sitting and talking about VH1 for two minutes to open the show. We're just getting well,
0: straight, in, straight into business. Well, like Meatloaf said, Tyler, in, in the song, it says, sooner or later we'll be screwing around. And he says, I won't do that. OK, that's this show. Sooner or later, you think we'll be screwing around, but we're not doing that today. Foreshadowing. Are you ready, Tyler?
1: Excellent. <laughs> Those marketing and broadcast lessons are really paying off, Brandon.
0: You know, I'm only one man. But seriously, we do have a lot to talk about. I've got a lot of opinions on something. My Twitter fingers are almost numb today from uh, talking about a particular topic. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's start out with sports and move to news in the second segment. Tyler, what is up first? All right. Well,
1: of course, the only topic that could be first is the Auburn game. The Cats went to Auburn on Saturday, fell to the Tigers 80-71. to This was after UK had built a 10-point lead in the first half. And then the momentum just completely shifted once Ty Ty Washington went out with about eight minutes left in the first half. Cats were up by nine at that point, 25 to 16. Uh, but, but from that point on, uh, the Cats were outscored by 17 uh, by Auburn. Again, just like we saw in the LSU game, Severe Wheeler gets hurt as well. So we are without wheeler for much of the second half. Ta obviously did not come back in at all. So it was really a situation where the Cats had everything going against them. An incredible environment at Auburn. I think everybody saw the videos of the students camping out the night before. Just a it was going to be a challenge already going in, but with under those circumstances, I think a lot of people can kind of understand, you know, it was going to take a lot for Kentucky to win already, but then you factor in injuries to Ty-Ty and Severe. Brandon, are you on that camp that you just kind of chalk this up as, a well, you know, injuries happen, or do you think there is more to be concerned about here?
0: Okay, I'm going to wrap this up in one all-encompassing thing because topic number two that we were going to talk about is Shaden Sharp, and he's eligible for the draft now. We know that, okay? Yeah, so, let's
1: for, for now. Let's hold off on Shaden. We'll just talk no, about No. No, no, no. Spoiler well. alert.
0: Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about it because I got some things to say. All right, so first of all, would we have won if Ty-Ty stayed in the game? I don't know. I think it's a lot closer at the end of the game. It's probably a, a coin flip, to be honest with you, because they were slowly chipping away at us. I mean, we got out to a big lead, and they weren't playing that great. Once they figured out that they could throw it down to their seven-footer on that pick-and-roll, things got very difficult. The guy beat us down, and even if Ty-Ty is healthy and Wheeler are healthy if we play them again in the SEC tournament, and I hope that we do – we have got to find a solution for that problem. Now, one of the solutions is that Washington and and Wheeler are going to be able to play up on defense and not allow the guard to get around. But what happens when he does? We need a plan B for when they do get around because they will at some point. No defense is 100% efficient at stopping everything. And that is an unstoppable play. And if we don't figure it out, we're going to have lots of problems with them. We had a hard matchup with them in the front court. Uh, not that Oscar is not talented, it's just... They had some really athletic, talented, tall, big dudes. So you match that front court matchup with the fact that our back court was out and you've got a recipe for disaster. They steamrolled us for a good 10 minutes straight. There was a 10 minute stretch where it was just, they were just beating the crap out of us. And we had no answer. Our only answer was to run a clear out for Keon Brooks and Jacob Toppin. God bless them. They're role players. I wouldn't have run a, uh, you know, a, A play for Jared Prickett in the 90s, either hoping that he was my solution. All right. So it's nothing against them. It's just some guys are role players. And when you put a role player into play one and one one on one to take it to the goal as your way to win the game against the number two team in the country, you are not going to win said game. Now, this is the second game out of three where we've had both of our guys in the backcourt out with injuries or you know, cramps and all this kind of stuff. This has happened two times in the last three games. We've got the number one recruit in the country sitting right there on the bench. Uh, hold Supposedly, on, hold on. You're, you're nope, 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 No, we're already ahead. We're already ahead. I'm covering topic number two right now as well. Because, because the number one recruit in the country who's supposed to be a freak athlete has a ridiculous vertical and apparently does some things in practice that are amazing. Some of the current players uh, in his private workouts, apparently he's not playing five on five, which that's a whole other question altogether. Um, You know, you got somebody on the bench when you have injuries. Once I saw that Calipari decided to not put that player in, a top five NBA pick, and instead go with Bryce Hopkins, Lance Ware, and Dante Allen to try to beat the number two team in the country, I knew that the game had been conceded at that point. Cal conceded the game because he wasn't willing to try something. I get that that's not the optimal situation to put Shade and Sharp in. I 100% agree with you. I would rather put him in any other game than that one. But the fact of the matter is you have two things. Do you want to win games or do you want to protect players? And that's just a philosophical choice. If you choose to protect the players over everything else and not win games, that's perfectly fine. But then don't go on ESPN during the Bracketology show and have Calipari say, oh, they put us in the worst bracket. Well, they put you in the worst bracket because you're losing games. We've got to win games at some point. We're not winning the top 25 games anymore like we used to. Um, Our record is abysmal against the top 25 in the last few years. The first five years Cal was here, absolutely terrific. The last seven, uh, as Jim Carrey would say in Liar Liar, I've had better. Okay, It's just not being good. We just can't get over the hump, and we consistently lose these big games. It reminds me of U.K. football until recently, where we kept playing Florida and Auburn and all these teams to get over the hump and do something, and we kept just screwing up and losing. Now, we're over that now, but it feels the same to me. It's like I wish we could just get past this and get back to where we were, and we just can't.
1: Yeah, they, they noted before the game uh, that Calipari had 799 career wins. This would have been a great 800th, uh, but it feels like we have literally lost – 800 straight games on the road against ranked teams. I, can, I can't remember. When was the last good road win against a ranked team? I mean, there's, there's just not been many of them, as it's you said. It's just not in been last, good. In the last couple of years. Um, Look at this game, I mean, there's a lot of positives to take away. I mean, the Cats came out smoking, man. They were hitting shots. Yeah. And the defense, for the first half, take away the last like, minute or two of the first half when Kessler got those two dunks right before halftime. Defense was phenomenal. I mean, they were shutting Auburn down. They could not do oh, anything. Yeah. So that, to me, is very encouraging because Auburn is a hell of a team. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they might be playing the best basketball of any team in the country right now. Add in the fact that they're at home with what will be the biggest crowd, the rowdiest crowd that Kentucky will probably see all season. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot to be encouraged by. You know, like I said, if ty doesn't get hurt, don't know if we still win, but, I mean, I, th- I think we have a better than 50% chance of winning that game if he stays, if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, we were up nine points. Now, you know Auburn was going to make a run, but, I mean, they were just playing really good with him. And without Ty Ty on the floor, he's the only guy who can create his own shot. And so you knew at that point every basket was going to be a struggle, and it was. It was It was just seen. it took – every ounce of will that we had just to score a basket. Um, And that's just not something that you can sustain for 30 minutes of a basketball game against the number two team in the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this team kept fighting, man. They got down 10, they fought back. Auburn pushed the lead back to 10 again. They fought back with only a couple minutes left. They cut it down to like four, five, six points or something and still had a chance. So I'm very encouraged at the fact this team will not quit. We saw that a lot last year that they just quit in games. When they got Hell down, yeah. it was over. You, you, you knew it was over. This team is going to fight till the very end. And I love that about this team. I love the heart that these guys showed. So th- that's the positive. I think the negative, as you already mentioned, is we got absolutely destroyed on the pick and roll. And that's got to be, that's got to be figured out. Um, I mean, Oscar should be better at defending that than what he was. He just looked a step slow against Kessler. And, and I know Sheway's not the fastest guy, but, he, I mean, he's not the slowest guy either. I mean, he can sprint up and down the floor. I mean, he, he is an athlete. He can run. He can jump. I, I don't understand why we couldn't defend that. I mean, I'm sure somebody smarter uh, about basketball could tell me why it, it didn't work. But, I mean, to me it just looked like the, the guards were getting beat, And Chibwe had to make a decision as to who he was going to pick up. And it was just easy layups every time. So I think that has got to be corrected. We've got to figure out. Because if we're going to make a deep run, we're going to see guys like Kessler. You're going to see Chet Holgram at Gonzaga. You're going to see Mancaro Mm -hmm. at Duke. Those are the types of players we're going to see deep in a tournament run. So we have got to find a way to stop that play if we're going to have – success in March
0: yeah absolutely and the other thing is you know it just goes to show how small the margin of is. now yes this is a deep team but it's a deep team of good role players right now it's not a deep team as in a deep team of five guys that can all take their man off the dribble and Cal's offense is predicated on that right and with Washington out you're, you're toast whether it's because of injuries whether it's because of cramps whether it's because of foul trouble if he can do a six game run in the tourney and not have any of that happened, I'll be surprised. Cause it hasn't happened all year. <laughs> so we've got to have a plan B and the only plan B is in the form of somebody that's sitting on the bench right now that is not playing. And you know, that's it. There's only, there's only one other guy. There's only one. Is it Keon Brooks? Nope. Is it Kellen Grady? Nope. Is it Wheeler? Yeah, he can get to the rim, but he's five something feet tall. And when he goes against a very tall athletic team, we're toast. It's, it's, just, it's just not going to work long-term. It's not a solution. We've got one other dude. Yeah. I, I
1: I will say that when Calipari put in Hopkins, when he put in Dante Allen, I mean, he put them in for like a minute. I am just like, okay, I don't think those guys should have been in the game at all, but what are you accomplishing by putting them into the game for one or two
0: possessions and then taking them right back out? I mean – Because Hopkins killed us in two possessions. He screwed screwed up the drive and he fouled the guy on a three. Um, It's one Like I said, I would rather take a chance on something that has a sliver of a chance of a possibility of working by playing the number one recruit in the country than taking certain defeat. If you're telling me, I know what's not going to work. We tried it. So why don't you try something? It's the same in politics. People pick the thing that's safe that they know, and they're not willing to take a risk on something new and different. You know, what I mean, it's like pick the devil you know versus something different. It's yep. a, it's just human behavior kind of thing. I don't like it. Um, don't like the decision. And once I saw that, I knew that we had basically were just trying to get out of there with our head held high to some degree, and we were not interested in winning. Yeah, in and my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a great debate. You know,
1: do you as a coach do you purposefully sacrifice a game in hopes that? You're keeping the team in better shape for what's to come in March. You know, it, it's uh, that's why Calipari gets paid ten million dollars a year to make to make those decisions. I wouldn't want to be making that decision. To be honest, uh, I would never make a
0: decision to lose a game. <laughs> all right, you know this is Kentucky basketball. The the reason you know that we're not uh, as high above Kansas in the all time wins lead anymore is because we've sacrificed a hell of a lot of games for the players. And we've sacrificed a lot. It's event- Eventually, the fans need to get a reward, too. <laughs> you know, we pay the money. We pay for the parking. We buy the hell out of that ice cream at Rupp Arena. We probably keep the lights on in that place with the ice cream we buy. W- where's our reward? Where's the, loyal- where's the loyalty on our end? Give us something. All you do is give us a bad home schedule and bad losses to top 25 teams. We need something, man. Just give us anything. Yeah. I
1: mean, I- I'll say it, it's it's tough. You, you, you got to figure, without Ty-Ty and then for the part that Severe Wheeler was out, I think even, even if you put Shaden Sharp in, I don't know that it makes – I don't know that we win. We probably don't still win. I mean, who knows what he could do when he gets in there. But when, when you've got your two best playmakers – and, and Severe was not 100% clearly when he went back in. He was not his normal self. So I, I think you're probably not going to win that game anyway, even if, even if you do put Sharp in. I mean, I was right there with you in in the heat of the moment. I was like, put him in, put him in. Like, this is crazy. Like, he's our only chance. Like I said, you you knew for sure we were going to lose without him. Yep. And maybe you do still lose with him. There's a good chance that you do. But he is the only chance that
0: you have of winning. That's correct. That's my whole point. I'm not saying that he's going to come in and be Jordan. I'm just saying I know what's for sure not going to work. I know it. Well, all the fans knew it when the players win the game. We know what doesn't work, and that's what we chose. And yep. that, that just frustrated me from a mindset point of view because I want to win every game. I'm not interested in tanking a game to for some ungodly reason. You either win or you don't. But anyway, yep. uh, move, moving on, Tyler. Yep. Uh, I'll let you introduce the next topic. Uh, right? The topic du jour uh, for me is the Shaden Sharp uh, news that he is eligible for the upcoming draft. Now, apparently – According to rumors, he turned down 4 to $5 million in deals to play for Kentucky next year. He has been on campus for close to three weeks now, and it's been reported after many questions of why he's not playing that he's not even practicing five-on-five five yet, which I have many questions about that uh, just in, in general. Um, Tyler, first of all, do you think he goes to the draft? Second of all, when and should he play? You know –
1: I remember a few months, you know, when we first had this discussion of Shaden Sharp, and when he first said, like, I'm coming to UK early, but I will be here for next year. And, you know, you and I had this discussion, like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. And then they had the, new, the news broke that he is not eligible for the draft in 2022. And everybody's like, see, he, he's he's going to be here next year. And then now we get the news he is – First off, I, how, how, can, how can we not figure out whether or not a guy is eligible for the NBA draft? I don't think the NBA draft rules have changed, have they? Like, wh- how, they is haven't, it, how, how is it so hard to figure this out?
0: Well, it's maybe not a matter of figuring it out. It's maybe a matter of PR, and UK didn't want it to get out, and it got out. So I think that's what it has more to do with. Uh, than anything else and you can't sit here and tell me that somebody's going to wait and play till next year if you recall Hamadou Diallo came in second semester and he waited until two minutes before the deadline to decide if he was coming back for an actual year of playing at UK and he wasn't nearly as highly rated or had as much money at risk as Shaden Sharp does so don't don't uh, you know pee on me and tell me it's raining you know what I mean it's uh, I've seen this story before we had a guy that came two minutes away you know because he was like oh I forgot to send my paperwork in to come back next year. All right, we almost had a Randolph Morris situation there. So, just because somebody says they're coming back for next year doesn't mean jack. If he's got a top five, you know, pick possibility ahead of him, he may take it. Um, I just wish Calipari would come out and say definitively one way or another: is he actually evaluating him, or is he just not going to play um, at all? And I'm surprised that he's not playing five on five. Uh, you know, I was on Twitter today, or a lot of people are saying, "Well, man, he's not even playing five on five in practice." And I'm just sitting here like, do do. College freshmen just forget all of a sudden how to play five-on-five. In my experience, whenever I played basketball, we always played five-on-five. You could probably learn the game. Uh, The ball still goes in the same hole, right? You still have five players on each team, one on offense, one on defense, and you play against each other. Goal is still 10 feet high. You know, like in Hoosiers, still, when, they,
1: when they measure the goal, it's still still 10 feet Yeah,
0: I mean, from hearing some of the fans on Twitter, you would think that Shaden Sharp is so out of shape that he spend, spends his life eating Cheetos, smoking cigarettes, he can't get up and down the court. Uh, he's forgotten how to play five-on-five, five, doesn't even know what it is, just like Jarnell Stokes didn't know how to stretch for Pete's sake. I mean, the, 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 the Shaden Sharp doesn't know how to play five-on-five five is the new Jarnell Stokes doesn't know how to stretch, as far as I'm concerned. It's basketball. At a basic level, a guy knows how to dribble the ball, put it in the hoop. And especially in Calipari's offense, it's all predicated on one thing, a guy beating his man off the dribble. We've got one guy that can do that, Washington, that plays. When he's not in the game, we have no guys, and we lose games. So you either put him in and get him ready, or you're toast because something's going to happen. We've had it happen two times in the last three games. And if you're serious about getting into a deep run in March, you got to do something, or else it's just another one of these, well, we'll have a good team next year. And that's what other teams are supposed to say. Kentucky's supposed to say, how can we maximize the team every year? Not, well, wait, we got a great recruiting class coming next year. I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, I, f- I find it very interesting, you know, if you think about, okay, what would be the scenario where Calipari would put Shaden Sharp into a game? And you probably think, all right, there's, there's probably two situations. One, you're in a situation where you're, you're in a blowout. You're beating the other team by 30. Like or,
0: Tennessee at Rupp Arena would have been a
1: great opportunity. Yeah, so, so that there, didn't there was that one. He didn't play. Second scenario is you're in a situation where either foul trouble or injuries occur, and you just it's, – it's all right. It's next man up. Like you may not be ready, but we, we need you now. You, you've got to go in. We've got nobody else. That's the situation we saw at Auburn. So my, my question is kind of, all right, what, what is then the scenario in which we put Shaden Sharp in? Because we have already seen, in my mind, what, what the two situations would be that I think would be most likely for him to go in.
0: The third situation is being on the road against a crappy team that doesn't allow students in the building for the game, Vanderbilt. <laughs> we just had that game too. Yeah, That's three scenarios.
1: So it, so unless Calipari just truly believes that he is, he is not ready and he is, you know, sitting on – he's got a timeline in his head or he's waiting to see something in practice to when he looks ready, like we, we don't have that much longer left. Like if he does not start getting into games fairly soon – I mean, we're, we're almost to the end of January. I mean, you can't just throw a guy in late February or March He's got to get some run in. I mean, so the, the, the window is, is starting to, to close a little bit. I am very confused. Why? I know he's not practicing five-on-five, five and everybody said that, but why? Why is he not? I mean, he could be. Why, as far why? as I know,
0: he's still familiar with the format, as far as I know. And I bet that, uh, you know, if a coach just said, hey, here's the scheme of the offense, can you watch this tonight and come practice tomorrow, I bet he would do it. (laughs) It's just – call me crazy. I don't know. Apparently they're just doing one-on-one workouts, um, which is fine. But as far as I know, you know, that doesn't lead to any gameplay. You actually have to play against other people. Right. Um, So I'm very – when somebody said they're not playing five-on-five, I'm just sitting here like, why not even throw him out on the first day just to let him play with the guys? Hell, when the guys come on recruiting visits, they play with the other players. Just That's pretend true. he's a recruit, for Pete's sake. And just let him <laughs> play with them. You know what I mean? I mean, what's the big deal? Just have him play pickup ball after practice. See how he does.
1: Yeah, Do so something. When, when, when I hear something like that and when I see us go through the two scenarios I just described and still not put him in, that makes me think that there is something else going on if there is some sort of outside issue other than basketball as to why he's not playing and to why he's not participating fully in practice now I'm not going to speculate on what that could be I mean it could be academic issues it could be transfer issue uh, you know uh you know getting all the paperwork done kind of issue I I don't know I, I but I feel like there has to be something that we are not being told there is some issue happening as to why he's not even participating fully in practice and why he's not had the chance to go into one of those games. I, I just think there's something else
0: going on. I, I, I've reached the I, I'm now at a conspiracy theory level. Okay. Uh, and we didn't land on the moon either, did we Tyler? You're going all <laughs> that. Way. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It just doesn't add up. And that's what I was getting at today. Like what? everybody was like, he hasn't even played five on five, but nobody took the time to sit back and think, well, why not? Like, did he just forget? It's like, it's almost like people think he's inept at basketball and he's out of shape. The dude's a freak athlete with the over 42-inch vertical, and he's ranked the number one recruit in the country. He didn't just suddenly turn into a bumbling idiot that knows nothing. He's, he's a good player. You know what I mean? And then I've, I've seen other people say, well, their first game shouldn't be in a tough environment. People come to UK to play their first games at Madison Square Garden in front of the entire world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you come to Kentucky for the expectation and the pressure because you can handle it. Calipari says Kentucky's not for everybody. So if you come here, you're not everybody. You're a different caliber of player. You got to be ready, man. UK football is next man up. UK basketball is let's bubble wrap you and protect you so we can put another face on the NBA mural at the entrance of the basketball practice facility.
1: Yeah, Brandon, you you have been fired up about this, and, and it, for anybody who follows us on Twitter at LexBuds, ninety nine percent of all these shade and sharp tweets that were sent out this weekend were from were from Brandon. I just just want to throw that out there. The, those they were. were those were Brandon's tweets. They were not mine. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I I agree, or at least see your point on on most all of them, uh, honestly. Uh, but I, I I could tell you were quite frustrated with the decision not to put sharp in
0: yeah it's the opposite don't
1: follow us just just follow us and just scroll through the timeline of tweets uh that brandon says it's quite comical
0: yeah absolutely and uh you know it's just the opposite of the football mentality which is why people are on board with stoop so much because it's like hey somebody's down we got to roll you are ready to play let's go and it's just totally the opposite right now with basketball yep so, but, but anyway.
1: I'm, I'm sticking to my theory that there is something else going on, and I'm just going to say I will believe Shaden Sharp is playing when I see him on the floor.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what we got next, Tyler? What, what we got uh, next?
1: All right, Brandon, we have uh, from the Herald-Leader today, they uh, have announced the 10 finalists for the 2021 Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year. The winner will be announced this week. Brandon, I thought I would give you the 10 names – of the kentucky sports figure of the year nominations and you tell me who you who you think would win who are you who are you picking out of this list of okay 10? let's do it give me, give me the name side what you got all right uh so hold on i gotta get, uh, get give the me great, the good stuff big man with the great Ooh. audio of the shuffling of the paper Ooh, that's here.
0: what i love That's very dramatic i like it
1: now let me say that this is it could be any 10 of these, to be honest with you. I, I read through and I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know where to even start. I don't even know who's the worst. I don't even know who I
0: would put 10th out of this list. All right. Because well,
1: this sounds like a good
0: challenge. I like this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my eyes, and I, w- I just want you to read them to me. I'm going to visualize them in my head, and I'm going to put the number one out there. Okay. Give, give so, them to me straight.
1: All right. So number one is um, Adam Duvall of the nope, Atlanta Braves. Next.
0: Who won a World Series? No, nope. next. We're just skipping over. No, nope. Adam Duval. Too boring of a name. <laughs> no, no
1: offense to any Adams who are listening. Uh, Lee Kiefer, who uh, was the University of Kentucky medical student who went to the Tokyo Olympic Games, won gold medal in fencing.
0: Um,
1: got nice a gold medal
0: and very cool, but no. Okay.
1: Uh, next, we have Kentucky volleyball player Madison Lilly. I'm sure
0: you know who this person is. Yep, that's a possibility. I can, uh, I, I'm on board with Madison so far, so that's my front runner so far. Okay. National okay. championship, great player. Yep. I support that.
1: MVP of the Final Four. Not, not mm-hmm. bad. All right. Next, we have the, the Johnson Central high school football coach who, who passed away recently, uh, Jim Matney uh johnson central went on to the 4a state finals even after losing their coach um so he was
0: uh no that's a, that's a good story um you know. i'm still you know that's a tough one to say but i've still got to go with madison Lilly at this point i'll just leave it at that okay but, i mean very deserving to be on the list for sure
1: yeah definitely next we got sydney mclaughlin the who also set the world on fire at the olympics 400 meter hurdles four by 400 relay team just a international superstar okay that's my leader right now okay so mclaughlin is new leader in the clubhouse next we've got uh desmond ritter the quarterback at cincinnati who played at louisville st x next took him to the playoffs nope okay not impressed Wendell robinson
0: oh
1: now you're getting interesting oh Single season record for pass reception, single season record for receiving yards, 10-win seasons.
0: Ooh, now, now you've hit me with something hard. That you've, you've come out swinging now, Tyler. You will that one? Yeah, can, keep reading. Keep reading.
1: Uh, next, we have Craig Skinner, the volleyball coach. No. Kentucky championship. All right. Next is Mark Stoops, 10-win season. <sighs> beat Iowa in the Citrus Bowl okay and then the last one on the list is Bailey Zapp the Western Kentucky quarterback who threw for more yards and more passing touchdowns in the history of NCAA football
0: all right so for me it comes down to McLaughlin or Wondell Robinson because Mark Stoops is going to have an opportunity to win this more times Wondell only going to be here for a year Uh, Wondell came in and basically changed the whole offense, the whole team, and put us on a a path to do ridiculous things this year. And you can say Mark Stoops put him in a position to do that by hiring Liam Cohen, but, uh, God, this is really tough. tough. It's For me, it's McLaughlin, Wondell, or Mark Stoops. Um, I just think on an international scale, because the Olympics are only every four years, yeah. And it's such a big deal and it's such a big international presence to put and associate the state of Kentucky with Sidney McLaughlin. I would associate as much as I could with her because she's going to dominate for the next probably couple of Olympic games and it's more well known. So I'm going to go with Sidney McLaughlin.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, and Wandale will, you know, since he's from Kentucky, if he does good in the NFL, he could consider being the candidate in future years. I think Correct. I'm going to go, go Madison Lilly. Oh, oh, uh, I mean, just, you know, McLaughlin had, she'd already been on the map in Kentucky. Uh, she kind of broke out internationally, uh, but Madison Lilly, I mean, she she made this a volleyball school there f- for a couple months. I, I mean, she, she th- that volleyball team, heck, I even bought a volleyball shirt after they won the champion. I, I yeah, that was pretty cool. I would buy a cool. UK volleyball shirt, uh, but there I was and, and she was amazing. So uh, I'm going to go just, you know, uh, for the fact that she did it in a sport, that is not even second or third tier in Kentucky. It's probably fourth or fifth tier as far as UK sports. That, I mean, for like I said, for a while, we were, we were volleyball school. We were all on team volleyball. Yeah, I,
0: agree. I agree with that's, you. I agree. That's a good list, though. A very that's tough. Uh, just that's tough like to to. a diverse group of people, like from different areas of the sport. You know what I mean? That's a pretty cool list, in my opinion. No horses on it this year. You know, it's sad to see that. No horses. There's Thank been goodness. horses on it previously, but that's okay. Um, Tyler, we do have to, to mention this. And of course the news has been out for a little bit and there's been, you know, a lot of a talk about it. We have to talk about the passing of Joe B. Hall. Um, I don't know that we need need to necessarily dive into all the details that have been covered. What I was most interested in Tyler is what did you think of when you thought of Joe B. Hall? Did you have a lot of memories growing up of Joe B. Hall? Because, you know, we were born in the eighties, right. Yeah. Uh, while he was coaching here, I'm curious to just get your thoughts on uh, Coach Hall personally, and um, and go from there because everything else is our, You know, it's been talked about quite a bit.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, obviously for me being born in '83, I, I don't I don't really have any memories of Kentucky basketball before Patino. Uh, to be honest,
0: <laughs> I'm uh, right that, there with you, man. I agree.
1: Um, but I mean, he's somebody that you always knew who he was just because yeah. he was always around the team. He was always at the games. I mean, I, I remember playing AAU basketball. You know, we'd come to Lexington for, for AAU tournaments. Yeah. And one game that, there was J- Joe B. Hall just sitting there. Like, he'd just come out to watch. I mean, the dude just loved the game of basketball, and he loved Kentucky basketball. And you, you could not ask for a better representative of the program. And I, I think this is what we miss, you know, <laughs> with, with Kentucky being – know the gold standard you know we we should as we do when when we have a a coaching change we look for the best coach in the nation yeah uh as we've seen with with north carolina and other schools that they always try to keep it internal um but and and when you have a guy like Joby hall you you can kind of see why because like i mean for Rick Pitino for John Calipari for Tubby Smith. Kentucky may be their dream job, but for Joe B Holly, it was just his dream. Like that Kentucky basketball is is who he was. And he has and he never left. He has stayed in Kentucky. And and I I think that's what we will miss. I I don't know that we will ever have a coach who grew up in Kentucky, played basketball (laughs) at won a national title at Kentucky, and then later won a national title as a coach. And then stayed around the program until he died. I, I don't think we'll see that anymore. And that, you know, as Kentuckians, we love to see our own people. We love to see Kentucky players. We love to see guys from Kentucky, even as coaches. Uh, and I don't know that we'll ever see that again. I think that that torch may may end with Joe B. And that, yeah. that makes it a little more sad to me as well.
0: Yeah. I just remember basketball games and, and you know, even some, seeing some of the high school games, uh the all a tournaments and stuff like that. And Joe B would just be sitting in the crowd watching the games. And there was an endless line of people to come up and talk to him. I don't know that he ever got to enjoy a game <laughs> because he, but the thing I will always remember is he literally just stopped and talk to every human being that came up to him. And it was like, no, don't come back later. Come back. It wasn't like that. It was like, Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, talk about whatever. And they would just sit there and talk his ear off. And I remember just sitting there thinking, does this guy ever get to watch the games? Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, just a really great representative for the state, for the university, and um, you know, will be missed would be an understatement. It's hard to just put it into words. It's he just meant a lot to so many people in the program and the state, you know.
1: Yep, agreed. Uh, so rest in peace, Joe B. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, Absolutely. Family. Uh, he, he will always be remembered. You know, it, it'll be a legacy that will live on forever.
0: Absolutely. Now, Tyler, um, so that's the, the end of our sports segment. If you want to follow us on Twitter, and trust me, if you would have followed today, you would have been entertained, if nothing else. Follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. Uh, we had some new followers join us today. We had somebody block us today. Overall, very productive day. Uh, A lot of interaction. And it's because we give our opinions. You know, we're not going to give the filtered UK athletics opinion. And we're also not going to be Debbie Downer about everything. But we just like to call balls and strikes the way that we see them, basically. If we think something's wrong, we'll say it. If we think something's okay, we'll say it as well. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll as well. And make sure you download our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. That is always helpful. And we appreciate everyone for being so loyal to the show. You guys are nuts. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, I think we're entertaining, but I'm glad we have an audience that's watching with us as well. And uh, you know, I don't know. Keep checking us out; it's good stuff. Yeah,
1: uh, we we are uh, we we are not on all. We're not on the TikTok yet. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't think we have an OnlyFans account yet. But you know, we, we are on
0: Twitter. I'll Facebook. we'll talk about that after the recording. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I set uh, one up already. No, no idea. Oh. Well, that's, uh, that's good to know. <laughs> Uh, But
1: speaking of entertaining, I know this is kind of will be news that has already passed to some people. Are you watching this Bills-Chiefs game right now? No. What is it? Uh, Buffalo just scored a touchdown. They were down 33-29. They have just scored a touchdown with, I think, less than a minute left in the game to take the lead on the Chiefs. Oh, wow. Has there been a more entertaining (sighs) weekend for playoff football? Every great. game has been unreal.
0: It's been and great. Now it
1: looks like yeah, there is uh, if I there is 13 seconds left.
0: Oh my god! And you're no. sitting there trying to do this show with that going on. You're crazy. What, yeah. What's wrong with you, Tom? <laughs> well, hey, listen to this. Listen before we get into the news part. Let's let's play some real reality here. Okay. I've got to put my kids to bed. I can hear the ruckus starting upstairs, and it's not great. Oh, so no. here's what we got to do. Okay. Because well, I want to talk. I want to talk about these topics. Okay. Because I think they're really fun. Um let's lightning round these suckers. Okay. You know, I I was listening to a kiss podcast the other day. You know, I'm a big kiss fan. One of the guys was like, Hey, my wife's got meatloaf cooked upstairs. I got to (laughs) run.
1: Ma, the meatloaf, the meatloaf.
0: (laughs) Never know what she's doing. Uh, But long story short, I'm going to have to meatloaf this thing. And again, foreshadowing. Okay. Um, so we so to we're t-
1: gonna we're gonna call this the Brandon Boyd kids have to go to bed meatloaf lightning round edition of segment
0: two. Yes, Tyler, and you will start it out. What do we got? Let's let's okay. sit through this sucker, but cover it. We got to cover it.
1: Okay, all right. Um, e- even though Kentucky lost on Saturday, they are still moving up the rankings. Only not yes. the basketball rankings. Ooh. Kentucky is now sitting at number two in the country for states for people quitting their jobs. They're in a three-way tie with Georgia and North Dakota for second place of states where people are quitting their jobs. 79,000 Kentuckians quit their jobs in November. Brandon, do you think we can overtake New Hampshire as number one?
0: You know, I think if we put our mind to it, Tyler, we can conquer the top of the list just like we cover, you know, heart disease and cancer and everything else. If we really put our mind to it, you know, we can do that. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It depends on the situation. Are people quitting their jobs because they don't like them? Or are they quitting their jobs to go to better paying jobs? Or are they quitting them to start their own business? I mean, it really depends on the reason for that. So I'm okay with being at the top of the rankings because, you know, I don't know if it's good or bad yet. Now, if I find out they're quitting their jobs because their bosses are all creeps and they all suck, then that's one thing. But if people are making movements in the job market, I'm okay with that
1: okay all right I, I like the optimism there uh I, I think honestly people are just quitting their jobs because it's too damn cold outside and nobody wants to get out <laughs> and try to work that is it's true cold weather that uh, is true I'll, I'll just find another job it'll
0: it'll be fine yeah I'm i can collect un- unemployment this is fine <laughs> we're fine that's funny all right Brandon, what we got next tyler what we got next uh the singer meatloaf tyler Uh, somebody that I'm a big fan of a guilty pleasure song. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Listen to it and have played air drums on many occasions. However, now I will be playing them in the memory of meatloaf as he has passed away at the age of 84. Um, And it's believed to be due to complications from the COVID, which is not good. Um, We've seen, you know, COVID take Joe Diffie. Last year, which you and I grew up with Joe Diffie. Yep,
1: love Joe Diffie.
0: Yeah. So, um, again, just another casualty there. And I loved Meatloaf. He was a great entertainer. He didn't conform to what looked cool or what was supposed to be, what, you know, singers were supposed to look like. He <laughs> was just his own dude. I don't, it's hard to explain another guy like Meatloaf. And you wonder if a guy like that could be popular now because it's all about a manufactured look. You got to have a clean cut image. And he was just the total opposite of that. So,
1: yeah he he definitely does does not have the looks of a guy uh, of a typical you know rock star if you want to call him. i mean i know you could call him a rock star but i mean just just a very unique brand of music I mean, he definitely has some of the longest songs which yeah. is definitely you know that's a no-no in the music biz when you have songs that are seven eight nine minutes long <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but he did it like he, he did this thing he didn't care uh clearly he didn't look like the typical musician uh but uh, i'm with you big guilty pleasure meatloaf Uh, i think my favorite song if i had to pick one is uh paradise by the dashboard light
0: yeah it's a good one my favorite would be two out of three ain't bad i mean i do my air drums too i would do anything for love but when i'm in the vocal mood two out of three ain't bad is at the top of my list absolutely love it tyler what is next
1: all right Uh, Brandon, have you been seeing lots of green and yellow boxes on your social media timeline recently?
0: Tyler, I saw this on the topics, and it is driving me crazy. I don't know what the hell it is. (laughs) You still don't know what it is. No, I I couldn't even guess what this is. All right.
1: Well, uh, as many people have seen on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, people are posting the results from their most recent game of Wordle, W-O-R-D-L-E, Brandon, you're shaking your head as if you have no clue what this is. Nope. So l- l- let me give you a brief synopsis of what the game is, and you can kind of tell me if you think this is worth all the hype. Because uh, I'm sure you've seen people posting. At, 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 well, I assume you have. Have you seen all the little green and yellow boxes? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know what the hell it is. So, so basically, it's kind of like Hangman in that you are trying to guess a five-letter word, and you get six tries. And so each time you guess a new word. So let's say you guess the word, um, sharp. That seems to be a word we've used a lot during the show.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so you guess the word sharp and any letter in sharp that is in the actual word will turn yellow so that, you know, okay, that, that letter is in the, is in the word. If you get the letter in the correct spot, it will turn green. So you then have to base your next guess, like, okay, I know it has this letter and this letter. So then you get to make another guess. And every time you make a guess, it will put, if it's yellow, if that letter's in it, or it will put green, if it's in the correct spot and you get six tries to guess the word, but here's the genius of this. You can only play it one time a day. They they
0: post one
1: word each day, and they do not post the next one for 24 hours. Oh,
0: my goodness. Okay, now it's intriguing, because before, yeah. I was like, "This, what? what who cares? Yeah. And, now that is a good spin. And I like that.
1: everybody gets the same word. So The, somebody, the whole planet? Every, everybody on the planet who plays Wordle on January 24th is trying oh to guess God. the exact same word. So you can see how you did against other people, because you, know, you have the same basis for comparison, that everybody's trying to guess the same word and then they, they hook you in by making you wait to play it again. Brent, I think it is genius that in a world where you have endless amounts of Netflix and apps and games that you can just play until you pass out, for somebody to come up with something that you can only play once a day, I think it's a genius.
0: That, that Okay, you, you changed the game on me there. I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't see that twist coming. Now I'm going to be playing. I, I am not Sean you. You you on me. I am going to be playing this tonight, and I will be tweeting from our Twitter account at LakeSpud <laughs> tomorrow about Wordle. So just be ready, world, because it's coming. I can't wait. All right, yeah. Brandon,
1: what's what's the that, last? That one? is so
0: cool. I absolutely love it. well um, oh, I don't know if there will be a last topic, Tyler. <laughs> oh, let's make this one the quickest last topic ever, because I do want to mention there is a nat- there is a worldwide potato shortage, Tyler, and it's getting to the point to where restaurants all over the world have stopped selling french fries in japan they're not selling medium or large fries anymore and in kenya tyler the local kfcs are no longer selling fries at all so it's hurting kentucky kfc in kenya is not selling fries anymore tyler your thoughts on the fry shortage the potato shortage and what that means to you
1: uh the you know we have joked about you know when there was like you know a sour patch kid shortage and you know this shortage oh that was it but you, you start cutting into potatoes. I mean, I eat potatoes with practically every meal. I mean, you got, you got your French fries, you got your baked potato, you got your hash browns for breakfast. Th- this would be truly devastating to my overall meal consumption. And, uh, uh, just, I mean, just like Miles, uh, the janitor, said in Saved by the Bell, potatoes are the food of the future, man. And so if there's a potato shortage, I'm very concerned.
0: It's the food of the (laughs) nineties, right? Uh, That was a great episode with Miss bliss, of course, uh, when they were all in school in Indiana. And then of course all transferred out to California together. Very interesting show. Uh, But yeah, it's not a good thing. I love potatoes. I like hash browns. I like baked potatoes. I like fried potatoes. I like any kind of potatoes. I like mashed potatoes, Uh, any kind of potatoes that you possibly think of. I could go Forrest Gump you on this with the shrimp kind of deal. I like, you know, Red Peel Potatoes, (laughs) Yukon Go Potatoes. You know, I could do all that. I love them. I like them with every meal. And it's just a delicious thing. So I'm a little upset. But that's okay. That's all right. Tyler, we'll get through it. Hate to be an abrupt end to the show, but hey, Daddy Duty's Call. I actually kind of liked that sped up format at the end. That was kind of interesting. You know, we got to hit a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. But we spent a lot of time on the things that I really wanted to talk about. Which were the sporting events and things like that? I think if we had to hit that because there's been so much talk about it. Um, but again, if you want to keep up with our Wordle scores or our talk about shade and sharp, make sure you follow us at LexBuds because we uh, Wordle's going up tomorrow, Tyler. Market down. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't
1: want to disappoint you. I've actually already posted a couple from our from our account. So yeah, know. Uh, I was
0: impressed. I was like, wow, Tyler posted the green yellow thing. That's cool. What is that? I had no clue what it was. But now, can I try one? Will you let me try one? Yeah, go for it, man. When when does the word change? I mean, you've got
1: it changes at midnight, so you've got two two hours to get get today's wordle in before it changes. Oh my
0: goodness, I may do it tomorrow. Let me let me get a good night's sleep and and really hit it hard tomorrow. I want to be ready. That's true.
1: Yeah, you you got to be ready to take your time. It's not something you want to rush rush into. Uh, You 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 know you don't want to just throw somebody out there when they're not ready for for a situation like basketball
0: players at Auburn. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, uh, Tyler, this is a fun episode. Everybody, make sure you stay tuned, uh, of course, to the podcast every week. And uh, Twitter is where we're most active, I would say. That would be a good way to say it. And uh, I think we need to go watch some some football, Tyler. Is the game still on?
1: Uh, the game is now in overtime. Oh, the We need Chiefs to get to the field goal with 13 seconds. They went down and kicked the field goal.
0: What a, a day what of a games! Believe. What a weekend of NFL games! Unbelievable! The, the Bengals win. I mean, everything's coming down to a last-second field goal kick. Great games. Um, but Tyler, I think we wrap it up. Good show, and we will see all of you on the next episode. Stay classy, day Kentucky. Kentucky.